What's up, everyone? This is episode 43 of the com podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, the main dude behind TorontoGameDays.com. Uh, with me, as always, is Brett from Hard Circle. Good morning, everybody. And uh, you're, you're, are you officially a comedian? Uh, yeah, comedians say I'm a comedian now, so... Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Since now I don't have to pay to go into cl- clubs, I, I am a comedian. <laughs> nice. So have you gotten a free beer yet? For your set, yeah, beauty. Oh, yeah. you've been paid. That's it. You're, you're yeah. professional comedian now. <laughs> I'm, I am, yeah, I'm officially a comedian now. There you go. I'm tired time. from it. <laughs> the comedian life is crazy, but it's awesome. Yeah, you're in Guelph, like, on what was it, Friday night? Mm. Yeah, I got to Guelph at like 11, and I didn't leave there till I didn't get home till like 2. Are you traveling with other comedians, or are you just like, yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, traveling with uh, another comedian. His name's AJ. Um, so pretty much wherever he's like, if he's driving out of town, I try to like just hook up with him so I can go with him. And uh, yeah, so he's taking me to a couple different cities now. Nice. Yeah, I was in Bradford uh, last night. Did a competition. It was pretty interesting. <laughs> that that whole uh, the club I was in is called Therapy, uh, the Therapy Lounge, and uh, yeah. It, it's it's an experience. That's all I can say. <laughs> I don't want to talk bad about the club or the people or the patrons in there. It was just like, oh man, this place has. Uh, it's like oh, I can't even explain it, man. You was have it to sketchy. Go. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. are you sure it's not called the Rapey Lounge? No, no, it's not the Rape Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that. Like it was like a time warp for me, man. Like this back in like. Like this, like weird '90s when people used to go to like the bar all the time and just drink their sorrows away. It mm-hmm. was just like I haven't seen that scenario in so long, and it's just like wow, this is like home for me. <laughs> so it was just an interesting experience, and like the crowd, like the crowd was there to drink, not for comedy. Mm-hmm. So you had to really fight to get your stuff out and get them on your side. So that it was fun. I had fun fun doing it i learned a lot doing it so it was just it was just interesting it was really interesting i've never i haven't been in a place like that in like since i was like a teenager so i was just like wow this is this is this is amazing i always uh, i i admire you know comedians who can get up there and do their thing and get a crowd on their side that's pretty cool yeah i had it was a fun time uh, yeah yeah I, there's nothing else about that one it was just like wow <laughs> just wow <laughs> they didn't even like you know how bad a bar is when they don't have like a moose head. <laughs> like oh. I, I've been like so yeah. spoiled because like I'm trying to dr- like stop drinking. So like every time I go to a bar, I always, I'm like, yo, can I get a tea or a coffee? And this place just looked at me like I was from outer space. <laughs> They're just like, are you kidding me? A tea or a coffee in this place? You idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I was just like, oh, all right, I'll have a beer. And then I was like, can I get the darkest that you have? And she's like, she just looked at me like, what? The darkest. <laughs> like, she just looked like, 
never heard someone ever ask anything like that before. And then it was just more like that. She was just like, let me just tell you what we have here. Because <laughs> I asked for Moosehead and she didn't have that either. And then it was just like your classic beers, like Canadian, blue, <laughs> Coors Light. I'm just sitting there going, this is all gross. They probably had some Labatt 50. Yeah, dude. They even had this <laughs> beer called Cool. C-O-O-L. I've never even seen it before. And I go to her. I'm like, what's this cool beer? And she's like, it's cheap. It's the cheapest of beer that you could ever possibly own. And I'm like, okay, I don't want that. <laughs> but it's just called cool. And I'm like, wow, I've never even seen this. Yeah. Yeah, it was just – yeah. And I, I had to pay for my water too because like I was like – I just wanted a water. And she's like, it's a dollar. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's just a water. <laughs> So it was just an interesting place. Interesting place. I recommend it. Everybody, go check it out. Yeah, the Rapey Lounge. <laughs> it's in Bradford. <laughs> go to the Rapey Lounge. It's uh, you, yeah. If you want an experience, <laughs> I love this new segment: stories from the road. Stories from the road. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get out on the road too. Go get, play some music, man. Oh, buddy, my next show's not until October. Oh snap! Yeah, we'll have an update. Dan stories from the road. Yeah, <laughs> except I'm playing the Burlington Arts Center, not the Rapey Lounge. But yeah, I'm sure it's pretty highbrow. You're gonna get some good <laughs> some good booze out of it here. Only cognac. <sighs> All right. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to get a mix mixed drink because I don't think they wash anything there. Like I didn't sit down. Like that's how bad this place was, right? Like my like the other comedians and stuff were like sitting around on the chairs and stuff. And I'm just sitting there looking at them like, nope, I'll stand. <laughs> oh thank you. Yeah, it was just that, that type of place. So Nice. Yeah. That other voice and, you hear is composing Dan. Hello. And we also have Jake Bunno joining us. Hey guys. Hello. Does anybody else have stories from the road? <laughs> Jake's got stories from the road. You were sharing some earlier. Oh, Dude, stories from the road. It's just, it's it's fiddle. Nothing nothing crazy happens with fiddle. <laughs> just a bunch of people jump around in a circle and like doing Celtic dance and that's the show. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I saw, fortunately. I saw you tweet, saw you tweet huh? like your mom is, is a fiddle player or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who I was playing with. She's uh, She used to be, like, pretty big in Canada, like, maybe, like, 20, 30 years ago. Um, Cindy Thompson. What? Cindy Thompson? Wait, you know Cindy Thompson? Yo, I actually love fiddle music. Yo, Cindy Thompson's actually my mom. No. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I, what, hey, when she wakes <laughs> – I'm, I'm at her place. When she wakes up, I'll get her to come and say hi to you, Brett. Oh, yeah, bring her on the podcast. <laughs> uh, she's shy you wouldn't know it but yeah so we um it was a almond kelp fest we've been like working towards it for like a year or something she was their fiddler in residence so yeah so no show went really well it was um it was rainy so the crowd wasn't as big as usual but it went well so i'm pretty happy about it awesome yeah i got a side note here that your mom played with ashley mckisaac yeah she did i just want to put that out Dude. I didn't it's know cool. that. It's it's cool to, uh, to meet someone who, or to know someone who knows my mom because most people don't. So. I went through a weird fiddle phase when I was in uh, Ottawa because I was uh-huh. just like I was just chilling out there and I saw some dude playing fiddle and I'm like, hmm, I could get into this while I'm out here. And then I just listened to like tons of it. So that's, mm-hmm. yeah, it really helps like with writing also for some reason. It's interesting. 
yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a it's a really interesting music. Like I've grown up with it, so it's I I'm I'm kind of sick of it at this point, but I also like I I love it too, just because it's like it's really different. Like it's, it's you can't really hear it anywhere else, you know. Yeah, so. it's it's pretty. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Everyone listens to the fiddle. Go listen to my mom, Cindy Thompson at Bandcamp. Done. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of Bandcamp, do you want to plug your your CD? Of course I do. Yeah, you yeah. can go listen to Polygon, my synthwave album at jakebutno.bandcamp.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. I was listening to that work this week. It's awesome. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, dude, good stuff. I like yeah. it. Um, all right. I feel like shit, so I'm gonna just take a step back, but. Uh, I have a just. A, I'm going to be quiet for like maybe two, three minutes because my buddy got in a car accident. So. Oh shit! Oh really? Oh yeah. I just got texted a message. My coworker got in a car accident, so hard circle might not be going on today. So I, just a fender bender. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shit. Carry on, guys. We're just going right. to go to hype time. All right, hype game dev drinks coming up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, spooky squid. July 27th, Pheasant Plucker. You know what to do. Click it. That's it. I'll be Click back. it. <laughs> I don't know what else is coming up. Uh, Drops the mic. Else. Uh, I think Hand-Eye Society is doing something that I didn't look at again. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Cool. Hey, I'll, if you want me to uh, plug all my club dates, <laughs> I'll be here on Monday. <laughs> you got you to do some game dev comedy, a little game dev comedy. I was actually, well, maybe in August I will. I'll take everybody to the comedy club, and then I'll do a set. You should mention TorontoGameDevs.com on your, on your set. Nope. <laughs> Dude, it's okay. It's, it's hard enough just to even remember to say, thinks that was my time i'm brett like usually when i'm done wrapping up it's like let's get the hell out of here we're done you know yeah let's walk right off yeah cool. all right that was high time <laughs> dan do you have anything you want to hype up or <sighs> let me think nope <laughs> <laughs> nothing at all not a single thing dude like, this summer is going to this summer is just going to like fly by for you. Like you're not even going to like enjoy anything. Uh, the whole year did pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much the whole year did, which kind of sucks. But she goes. You gotta get that Uncharted for bro. Oh yeah. Well now now that you know PS4 Neo is coming out, I don't want to be a chump and buy the PS4 that everybody else has for the same yeah. price when the Neo's gonna come out. Yep. So it's like now I gotta wait. <laughs> no, it's a fair point. There's a couple of PS3 games I still have to finish, so. Yeah, which ones? Well, I want to finish Red Dead. Mm-hmm. There's that. I've got yeah, the I, whole... Uh, I want to finish the three God of Wars because I'd like to play the the fourth one when... Uh, when Dad of War. War. Yeah. Yeah. Dad of War, <laughs> <Dad> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's it, pretty much. God of Dads. <laughs> yeah, I've actually never played God of War. I kind of missed the boat on that one. I don't know why. Same here. That's why I want to yeah. get get on it because four looks so good. Mm-hmm. And I know that the storytelling is pretty good, even though it might be just a kind of a button masher. But I, I enjoy button mashers. You know what I mean? They're they're really fun. I've yeah. I've been playing like I've played them ever since like the first one on PS2. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So there were three main stories so far, but then there was also like two other stories, right? So I think there's six in total. God of War 1, 2, and 3. Then there's God of War Ascension, which is on PS3. Mm-hmm. And then there's two PSP games, Chains of Olympus and uh, Ghost of Sparta. That I which think... you could get on PS3 as well, right? Sorry? Yeah, I think so. I think they've been ported like to different things, so... So, but those are, like, not really essential to the main, like, trilogy so far? No, I mean, if you want, like, yeah, if you just want the story of, like, his rise and and fall or whatever, just play 1, 2, and 3. I didn't even play uh, Ascension or whatever, or uh, Ghost of Sparta. Mm -hmm. But that was on the handheld, wasn't it? Surprised you never played it. No, well... I didn't. I wasn't a big PSP guy. It was on PSP. Oh, so it was, it was just PS Vita. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and if they're if they're like ported to PS Vita, because I think like the first two were ported to PS Vita. If the mm-hmm. other ones were ported, I would I would play them in an instant. But I've already I played one and two like five or six times each. So oh wow, two is two is dope. Like two is so good. Two is probably the best one. Cool. I gotta check them out. Yeah, I'll get around to it someday. So those those titles really, but a bunch of other ones too. But those ones in particular, that, that, in all honesty, so that'll probably last me until PS4 comes out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dad of War looks like it's sort of a reboot, anyways. Like I don't think you need to play. Like I think you could just Wikipedia the plot of one, two, and three, and you'll be fine for number four. Right, mm-hmm. but I want to play him. Yeah, Four's sure. a different story. Well, it's the he's same. in the Norse now. It's yeah, Norse guy and stuff though, yeah. like. I think like yeah. but you're like raising Thor. That's like what they're saying is the his son becomes Thor. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers. Oh, <laughs> that's for everybody else. Not just, <laughs> just in case no one else reads stuff, which probably happens. Spoilers. That's it's a rumor. Uh, Brett, what's the what's the word on hard circle? Uh, just uh, working home from yeah, work home day. <laughs> so I meant I meant more so with uh, the car accident. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We were no one's coming in today, so everybody's working from home. Yeah, since the car the car looks pretty totaled, but everyone seems to be alive. So, were you guys pl- planning on implementing those last couple sound effects today? No, oh, that's tomorrow that's for tomorrow. billions of cats. Yeah, oh. but today was more a lot of Pixel Jones stuff because like it's actually coming along pretty good. Like we got the level editor looking super dope, and we have Pixel Jones running around in the world right now, so it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's coming along really nicely. So you're going to allow people to make their own games, or is a level editor just for in-house? That's for in-house for now. Nice. We might do a... It depends on our stretch goals and stuff. Like, we might... Like, when we do a Kickstarter, um, we might do a level editor stretch goal. It's Based something that we want maker? to... Yeah. It's something that we want to do, but uh, we don't know yet, so we'll see. Cool. Because, like, we, we have the level editor for ourselves, and the way Tom's making it, it's looks like it'll be pretty transferable for kids like anyone to use it mm-hmm. so we'll see but it's it'll be a stretch goal probably sweet yeah cool um let's go to news time yeah news 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 okay <laughs> that's what we should do we should do like a barbershop quartet news <laughs> Over Skype, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Just with the the delay on everybody. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Steve. Uh, Two things, because it was a busy week. 
Um, how come? Just busy. Just real life work stuff. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yeah, none of the pretend stuff you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what pretend about real life stuff? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yep, just making stuff up. <laughs> so Galactic Thumb uh releases uh, free-to-play cubicle on iOS. So there's trailer. Uh, it's not on Android. Sorry, Brett. Um, although it's coming soon. Cool. I believe it when I see it. Um, <laughs> but it's similar to... Uh, it's similar to... I forget what the game is called, but you're basically like a cube that's moving forward and you kind of have to... Like automatically moving forward and you have to kind of press left or right to skip holes and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm feeling like shit, so you guys talk about this game. <laughs> <laughs> This actually looks really cool. Yeah, they've, so they've done a few games similar to that. I'm going to lie down. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's, that's, that's a great, great segue there. I'm going to lie down. <laughs> so it's it's free to play. So, I, I mean, I don't know anything about this game. But So is it just completely free? Or are they just doing, like, level packs and stuff? Or ads? No, Do you it's, anyone know? it's more like an arcader. Like, you're trying to get as far as possible so it's not like you don't do like you don't beat like a level okay you just try to make it as far as possible sort of thing oh okay okay gotcha. and then they have like ads and, and shit and you can change like your cube to like different things and stuff like that so yeah cool. you're just cool. squashing other, like killing other cubes are they little pink cubes or something every time he runs over a mini one it just like turns into a splat yeah that's like the currency that you kind of like build up to get new different cubes and oh cool you just like squish them Nice. I like the. You can see in the uh, in the art at the end there. There's a little metal Rubik's cube. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. 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 This one's worth trying out. Yeah, if it was on Droid, I'd definitely play it because it looks like Crossy Roads. So I, I love games that are like Crossy Roads. So I would definitely try this out. So as soon as it's on Droid, tell me. It's on. I'll just go to TorontoGamers.com. Where's that? <laughs> <laughs> man who did the music for this i'm really i'm really jamming to this i did it oh nice yeah. did, you, did you do it yeah, i did it sounds good Brett. wait Thanks, guys did jake do it no i didn't do the music oh. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't a clever plug i wish it was it was me i was just chilling one day and i'm like i'm gonna make this music cool. i was just joking guys I know you guys like all stopped for a second to think about it. <laughs> like, hmm, could he have done this? I am creative. I'm just trying not to die right now. So that one, that one block that's that's kind of like just a, a outline of a block. You know what the one I'm talking about? Yeah, that one weird shape. Yeah. I wonder if that. I wonder if you can like not get um, the the currency points with that block. Like if it just goes over them, it doesn't actually. Oh. Watch them. I have no idea. Oh, I guess not. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. No, they're just they're just designs. Out. So yeah, you're right. It's kind of like Crossroads, where you have just sort of little different avatars that you can collect and stuff. Oh, there's mm. a Jigglypuff near me right now. <laughs> are you playing? Are you playing Pokemon Go? Okay, do we have that? I you, you don't play Pokemon Go. You live it. You live Pokemon Go. I thought, so, so yeah. It's okay, not let's, get, let's not talk about Pokemon Go yet. We'll get there. 
Is that was uh, Pixel Knots wants us to talk about that. Oh, okay. All right. Um, all right, number two. Play Cubicle Trailer. Play yeah, cubicle. do it. <laughs> yeah. If you have an That's iOS true. device, play it because it does look like fun. And if you like Crossy Roads, which I do. Oh, snap, my volume's way too loud. <laughs> All right. um, <laughs> Everyone got excited. <laughs> number two, and last one actually, uh, Tiny Titan Studios, who did Dash Quest. We've talked about Dash Quest before. Uh, they released a new one, Tapsmiths. Um, so this is a, it's, it's another like tapper, like Tap Tycoons and, and mm-hmm. Tap Titans and stuff. But you're like building, um, you're like building weapons and stuff like that, and you get new characters and, and things like that. It's, it's, it's I've been playing it the last couple of days. Uh, and it's pretty fun. Also, shout out to Tap, uh, to Tiny Titan Studios because they reached out to me to let me know their game came out. Um, hey, nice. It's always awesome and easier when people do that. So, where's the uh, droid release? Um, <laughs> no droid. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. It yeah, says, it says, get, get it says get it on Google Play. Yeah. Where? I'm reading this article at the end of the trailer. Really? Oh, where is it in the article? <laughs> That I'm reading. <laughs> it's in the trailer that I'm watching. It looks it looks a lot of fun. Steve dropping the ball for the uh, the droid fans. He's here. sick. Let him let him let him. Be nah, sick. that's just iOS favoritism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to rep- I'm representing for our my droid homies out there. I can't find it on the droid store. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. Go down. Go down to the third screenshot. Mm-hmm. Doesn't uh, doesn't the second one from the the top left kind of look a little bit like uh, like our buddy? Yeah. Oh, it kind of does look like a Pixel Jones character. Whoa! <laughs> hmm. looks, talk to these guys. It just looks it just looks like his burly brother. I'm assuming little. it's supposed to be Indiana Jones. No, no, it's just no. That's, that's <laughs> Pixel Jones. Yeah. Well, judging by the fact that there's definitely a Rambo and there's definitely a RoboCop. Yeah, and there's a Half-Life guy in there, so that's a video game character, thus Pixel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Even the old man beside the Half-Life dude? The Superman? Uh, no, the far right? Oh. He looks like another character that is in Pixel Jones. That oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Thanks, Tap Titans. Pixel Prospector. Or yeah. Tiny Tappins. Uh, Tiny, tiny Tappins. Tiny Tiny Tappins. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's there's Wonder Woman, there's Batman. Tiny Titan. It's all right. I'll talk to them and they can be like, yeah, that's Pixel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious, yeah. They're a fan of the site, so they might know um, they might know you and stuff. Yeah, Probably. but it's most likely Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Pixel Jones isn't based after a certain <laughs> movie figure. <laughs> So um, so so you played this then, Steve. So give yep. us a rundown. Like, what's the? I mean, if you use specific characters or avatars, do you, do you get like different combinations? Give you different weapons or that I don't know. Um, truth be told, I haven't gone that far into it. Also, mm-hmm. I feel like shit. But you <laughs> get it. We get it, Steve. <laughs> Dying on us. Oh my god, <laughs> I feel like ass right now. Um, we need more patrons to help save Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, healthcare is free here. I don't need that. I don't need patrons for that. Oh, there goes that. <laughs> um, basically, it, it looks like there's like kind of two waves. Like the the first part is like when you're actually t- tapping to construct the like hammers and stuff like that. Um, 
and you actually had to kind of go in sync. Like you had to go left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. And, uh, and you have maybe like 10, 15 seconds to do it. Uh, and then after that is when you start to kind of just sell all that stuff. And Mm. I've actually unlocked, and then you like level up like those weapons and, and they sell for more and stuff like that. Um, and I've unlocked a few people, but I actually haven't like, uh, I unlocked like a Fonzie looking character. So I don't know what he does. I that's the only one I've unlocked so far. Hmm. Man, I'm getting both of these games. Download right now? No, not 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 right this second. I'm doing a podcast, Steve. I'm playing. Oh, oh whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this looks this looks polished. It looks, I I I. It looks like it's got like a good sense of humor going on. Because if you look at the um, the second screenshot, the little like volcano diorama on the left. Yeah, and it's just like. <laughs> Yeah, it looks two box. Yeah, no, it looks cute. Rug. Yeah, it looks it looks cute. For I mean, these like tap games for me, it's all about like the presentation, right? And to the the progression and of like just how crazy things get. So this looks like it's got some looks like I could get into it. Oh, there's a Donald Trump. I didn't see him until right now. Oh god. He's behind collecting. Yeah. I see that. <laughs> Who have I unlocked? I've only so yeah, Fonzie looking character, and I just actually unlocked uh, Gordon Freesmith. Cool. Gor- AKA Gordon Freeman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't. It looks like it's just oh, oh I, I unlocked Solid Smith as well, which is Solid Snake. Mm. It looks like it's more so just for. Um, oh, Solid Solid Smith. I like that. It doesn't like actually do it. I don't know. It doesn't do anything. Um, it's just sort of their presentation, but mm-hmm. it's fun. Tapping games like are strangely addicted, addicting. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah. That's that's. I mean, I think when they first started coming out, that was the entire reason they got popular, right? Because like Cookie Clicker struck gold and realized, wow, we could just make people like click the screen for like days. Yeah. And then it all went off from there, right? So. If only there was a cat themed one. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> oh man! Oh, they just, got I've like been, a, I was just searching for it, and it, it is not on Google Play. There you go. Oh. So it's coming. It must be coming soon then. Yes, they do say get it on Google Play. So, man, it's just yeah. I I love the fact that how how ADD this thing looks, man. They've got like a Final Fantasy X character there too, I think. Oh, really? Got like a Decepticon over here or something like that. It's a bunch of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I'm getting this. I'm going to try this out. Boom. Cool. All right. That was it. <coughs> that's it for news. See you guys later. All right. <laughs> that was a good one. Good job, everybody. Going back to bed. Um, so there is. So I asked on Twitter what we should talk about and three things came up all right okay three things yeah we're getting popular boom so there's so let's let's pick them so one was accessibility for games um let me actually find that tweet okay well that was with Devin, right yeah yeah that's a tough one i would be happy to talk about that it's a pretty cerebral topic i wonder how deep we can get on something like that that'd be interesting what were the other ones? Uh, favorite game of all time. Okay. And Pokemon Go. Oh, right. Oh, those are good topics. <laughs> <Those> are <laughs> probably hit them all. 
Yeah. Okay, should we start, should we get the quick ones out of the way? Yeah, so favorite game of all time. Oh, that's not a quick one. I don't know. <laughs> what are you, like 12? Come on. <laughs> you gotta, that's the thing. Like for I think for favorite game. I have mine locked in, so I'm good. Yeah, yeah me too. Like, too. It's always going to be something, at least in my mind, it's always going to be something nostalgic, right? It's always going to be something oh, yeah. that you, you can go back It'll to. It'll never be anything in 2016, right. except for maybe Steve and his love affair with The Last of Us. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that, but. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Go for it. For it me, is. for me, it's uh, Chrono Trigger. That's oh. probably my favorite game of all time. Any game, I mean, I'm always like, like I've said on the podcast a number of times. It's all about story for me, right? So, yeah. anything with like temporal shifts, you know, going back and forwards mm-hmm. in time. I remember playing that game, and then you end up going back in time, or whatever. And then when you end up going in the future, I was like, "What? This is crazy!" And mm-hmm. I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. And by by the same token. You know, a game that I played just a little bit before that, which was a link to the past. Yeah, that 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 struck me in the same way, right? I just I, I thought that was so cool when when I found out that there was a whole different world. You know, I just thought that this is like blowing my mind right now, and Chrono Trigger just for me took that to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, just the story, just going back into like the dinosaur age to get uh, that character i can't remember what her name was now but um just jumping around all over the place and just having a real epic saga for me that was just such a tight experience and knowing you know there's this treasure chest there and not really knowing that you were going to be jumping back and forth in time yet and then once you figured that i was like oh that treasure chest from from like five hours ago i could probably get that now in this in this time maybe those trees weren't there you know what i mean just, mm-hmm. oh it's the coolest thing ever it's just blowing my mind mm-hmm. and uh and yeah i mean I, that's that's one game from back in the day that i will easily pick up again i've picked up again in my 20s i'll probably pick up in my 30s and then i'll probably play it later in life too you know mm-hmm. so that's got to be it for me cool is it on uh on the app store not that i know of don't think so no it is i, I, it I is? don't even know if i'd yeah. want to play that on my app on my phone chrono triggers on the app store yeah for 14 dollars. wow i did not know that i don't know if yeah i i just want to play it like as a handheld um and i know it came out on ds didn't it or they really they ported it to ds Oh, probably. I've probably. actually never. I've never beaten it. So. What? Yeah. Hmm. There's like multiple endings for that game too. Yeah. I, I didn't beat Chrono Cross because I rented it when I was a kid. I didn't like Chrono Cross as much. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't as good as Trigger. Apparently, with Chrono Cross, like you had to get through the first twenty hours of it before it started like really picking up. Like it just had yeah. to start. And so I, I never beat it because I only rented it, right? So I got my, I got, I played the, the bad part and then never got to finish mm. it. The wiki, for, the wiki for Chrono Trigger says it has been released on Android. Yeah, Chrono Trigger, yeah. Chrono Trigger, yeah. iOS, awesome. Totally getting this. Yeah, it's ten bucks. Ooh, thirteen ninety nine on iOS. Ooh. Boom. Uh, Brett, favorite game. Uh, it's pretty tough, but, uh, it's probably, yeah, it's probably like, it's probably Super Mario 64. Nice. Probably my favorite. 
Nice. Like Final Fantasy three is right under it, but Chrono, uh, not Chrono Trigger is on my list. It's probably in the top ten though, maybe. But yeah, Super Mario World sixty four. Yeah, that, that that was another mind blower for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just like when that came out, like I just consumed that game. Like, and I'm a I'm a Mario fan in general, but that one just took it to the new level. And that that game itself like introduced the whole new genre. And, so tight. And it was tight, yeah, exactly. And it's a whole it, it opened the world to how we play games today. Like that was the game that started it all, really. So mm. and uh yeah, it's just a very super important game and it will be probably number one forever for me. I definitely smashed that game, man. Got out to the top and got Yoshi on the top of the yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> did all that. That game was yeah, that was an epic one. I sunk a lot of time into that. Me too, um, man. Jake, do you, have you figured it out? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go with Majora's Mask um, because, yeah, yeah, because, like, I played Ocarina of Time when it came out, and, it, and I loved it, but then when I got to Majora's Mask, like, something about that game is just, because I remember as a kid, like, there was just this just constant feeling of dread, but also, like, excitement and wonder and like you get so attached to all of these characters that you're right. helping and stuff right because because you're just you're, you're just trying to help everyone out like to progress the game obviously but but um i remember just at the time as a kid like it had such an effect on me and then recently because i played it again last year and i realized that game is dark mm-hmm. it's so dark because you're helping out all these people but in the end, it doesn't matter because they're all going to die at the end of the three days anyways. It's like, man. But so I just I think that game had a massive effect on me growing up. And uh, and even still, it's like like it's, it was the first game that came to my mind. And I understand why, I guess, because of just like because I was like eight years old when that game came out. And yeah. it's just like, this massive like emotional experience like wrapped up in a kid's game just kind of being thrown at you it's like <laughs> totally yeah no no i think that's you kind of have stuff. to go with the one that jumps at you right away right because that's the yeah. one that's stuck with you all, all these years yeah and yeah. that's why i say it's, it's most likely going to be a nostalgic game unless you just finished like the last of us and 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 like you know the hype from just finishing that game and that experience is just still ingrained into your brain mm-hmm. um but yeah, no, I totally, I totally feel you on that. Mm. I think a lot of people's, you know, would probably be one iteration of Zelda. Of Zelda, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, my I, I definitely have a Zelda on my top five, that's for sure. Which one? Mm. Uh, be probably uh, Link to the Past. Yeah, yeah. probably that. Me too. Yeah. But then, you know, we're just a little bit older, right? Well, mm. yeah, I'm in a totally different time zone. Mm-hmm. when it comes to games so <laughs> but i mean that's that's mine too and and it's probably reflective of the fact that that's the one that i played in my formative sort of gaming years you know yeah that's, yeah exactly cool and i played that i was just whoa that, that blew my mind in the same way that jake's mind was blown when he played yeah yeah and like and like and like um anyone's like little siblings i know theirs is like twilight princess right so it's like i think that really is how how it goes what year was I? What year was it when I was I was eight? <laughs> Just trying to think what was out then. Hmm. I was eight in ninety four. Oh, ninety two. I was eight in ninety four. 
Oh, I was eight and eighty-seven. Let me see. Old as hell. <laughs> you were born in the seventies. Yeah, I was born in seventy-nine. All day. Seventies, baby. Yeah, just go for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it is it is hard to pick a number one. Like totally. I mean, I've got a couple other ones that are on the periphery. You know what I mean? Like definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation One was like huge for me. Oh my god, I didn't even think of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, that was that game. Just that was another one. Yeah, three three is probably on my list of top five. Then. Yeah, three is dope. Yeah, the three ending to three is like one of the best things I ever witnessed. Well, yeah, like it's just so good. Yeah, I was probably playing in '87. Uh, Double Dragon. Uh, Zelda, Castlevania, and Mike Tyson's Punch Out for sure. <laughs> nice. And then Maniac Mansion on my computer for no, was Mario there. Bros. Hmm? You weren't playing Mario Bros? Uh, well, this is just what was coming out in '87 oh, that I'm looking at, and I was probably also playing Mega Man. So, man, just you mentioning on my computer now, I'm like, oh my god, but Doom Two is in like my top five too. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, man, Doom. Oh, I don't know where I'd put Doom. Hmm. Man, I was playing Doom when I was like four. Think about that for a moment. <laughs> That's interesting. That has had an effect on my life. I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, I played I played Duke Nukem 3D when I was like five or six. I was playing that in like high school. <laughs> it was awesome, man. You give the girls money. Give me some sugar, baby. Yeah, it was dope. <laughs> Um, what about yours, Steve? Yeah, or- Steve. <clears throat> Ocarina of Time. Um, same thing that you guys are kind of saying. Like, you <laughs> played it and you just have this, like, awesome memory of it and it just kind of blows you away. But, mm. you know, I played it on I, – I beat that game an insane amount of times. And I also played and beat it on 3DS. Like, I, you can always – for me, I can always go back to that game and just play it and, and like, still have a lot of fun with it. I now understand your reaction when I said Majora's Mask. <laughs> yeah, that's the Majora's Mask is fun, but for me, the like the rush of like doing all this shit in three days is, can get annoying sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that, but it just it struck a chord with me, you know. The uh, I liked Brett's idea of looking at the games that came out in the year that you were eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, Mega Man Four was released in the U.S. Wow! Um, Kirby's Dream Land for Game Boy, which I played the crap out of. Uh, what else was a good one on there? Super Mario Kart, Echo the Dolphin. Um, yeah, like, I, I'm just thinking of this. Like I played all those games when I was like twelve. The Mortal <laughs> Kombat series was released in North America. Yeah. Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins on the Game Boy. Oh, that game was dope. Sonic Hedgehog 2. Um, oh, shit. There's so many good games. I'm looking oh, I'm looking oh, at like, the Genesis games, Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. Are, you guys, are you looking at what you were playing when you were eight now? Yeah, 1994. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, 94 was a good year for games, actually. Final Fantasy yeah. 6. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's some solid Death of Superman, Streets of Rage 3. Oh, these games are so good. Yeah, mine's, mine's not that great. There's a couple of greats, a couple of great games in there. I was never a Mortal Kombat fan. No? No. 
never really did it for me. I was way more of a Street Fighter fan than a Mortal Kombat fan. Yeah, true. Um, all right, next one. So either Pokemon Go or accessibility in games. The latter. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. But okay. I feel like Pokemon Go will take over. Okay, let's not do Pokemon Go yet. Yeah, let's talk about accessibility in games then. Oh man, I'm not even mentally prepared for this. Okay, okay, I'll, I can I can start it off then because because I've been playing Dark Souls mm. uh, is what I've been playing and because I I've heard the conversation come up a couple of times of what if Dark Souls had an easy mode mm. so that people could experience the game, but because let's like let's be honest like some people actually can't play dark souls Mm -hmm. because it's too hard and they'll never ever experience the game right so because like has anyone here played dark souls yep uh yep okay perfect so you know that like the difficulty is part of the like atmosphere of the game right yeah do you you get that yeah okay and so and so when when the whole thing of an easy mode comes up um everyone kind of gets really defensive and saying like, well, if you take out the difficulty, then you're ruining the point of the game. Cause the whole point of the game is like, like just the oppressiveness of it and like reflecting back on your own humanity and all this stuff. And it's like, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause I think when accessibility comes up, it's like a lot of people who, who talk against accessibility is because they want everyone to experience the game a certain way. Mm. without giving options because they think that is the optimal way to experience the game and even if it is like i would say the difficulty of dark souls is a part of the atmosphere and of the game design and of everything but if like you if you want to experience that you can you know it's like um you know about the invulnerable uh mode in star fox zeros did you guys hear about that no Oh. Yeah, yeah. There's just an in, there's a god mode basically, just oh. in the options menu, and like just in the options menu. Yeah, just in the options menu. It's just like turn on invulnerable mode, and like, like not probably, something that appears after you've beaten the game or something like. No, that? No, no, no. It's it's from the it's just in the options. It's like it's like I think it's like difficulty or something, and then just invulnerable, and it's so that people can just play through the game, and people like when I, I'm sure. It was a very small vocal like group, but they went crazy because they're like, "What's the point of playing a game if you're not even if you can't lose?" And it's like, it's it's funny because like you don't have to pick that. And I always think back like even like ten years ago, cheat codes were a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a god mode in every game was like common, and nobody even like thought anything about it because you don't have to turn it on. Yeah. So. So I guess it's I'm, it's a good time to bring up this conversation because like these sorts of things have been like been talked about because I remember one of the designers for Dark Souls said that he was considering an easy mode because mm-hmm. it, it makes sense that like like so people who actually cannot like get past the first area of Dark Souls that so they can experience the game because it is a, a a gorgeous dreary depressing game and, yeah. and if people want to get depressed they should be allowed to you know mm-hmm. so i don't know i, I just kind of went off on a tangent there anyone no, else got anything no that's it. <laughs> i mean <clears throat> you know i think 
you raised some interesting points for sure. I think it, um, that they relate to to Devin's question. Um, his, I think, because I've had conversations with Devin in the past, mm-hmm. and um, he's pretty keen on um, uh, sort of the the angle of developing games for people with disabilities. Okay. Right, and and I think that's that's sort of more where he's getting at. Um, mm-hmm. when he talks about accessibility um, to develop games for people with disabilities, mm. um, and you know that's not necessarily like, for instance, the what you said regarding Dark Souls totally applies because uh, the disability could be, um, you know, maybe a mental disability, not being mm-hmm. able to say uh, maybe. Uh, Focus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Dark Souls, and then ha- having a, a a god mode or something like that, so that they can get through the story. Mm-hmm. Um, because I could imagine if they're getting completely crushed, that it may be something that they would just move on from completely and not get to experience it. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think he might be. Uh, I, I, I definitely think he's interested because we've talked about it in the past um, about um, you know how to make gaming experiences for people who are blind. Mm-hmm. You know how to make gaming experiences for people uh, who something that's more compelling for somebody who can't hear anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, and that's that's like solid sound design at that point in time. Yeah, like I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, it, it, really, when you boil down a game, it's an experience. That's that's mm-hmm. at its most basic level, right? Mm-hmm. And that experience, I, I don't I don't know how you can have an experience that that isn't transmitted through one of your senses you yeah know, you kind of have to you know they have to be engaged for you to experience anything really mm-hmm. um i don't know can you think of an experience that that isn't engaged through the senses i guess like reading a book or a story or being told yeah, but you're a story. still you're, you're still stimulating senses being told a story there's like yeah your 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 imagination is off going off at that point in time, and, right? and it, yeah definitely but it, but it's one of those things where like you have to see the words on a page so that's how you would digest it mm-hmm. but you can't yeah, but if you're being told the story you don't necessarily see the words you're building the world in yeah that, that, but like so now it comes down to you does the person who says say they're blind does the person understand that word means that visual cue because like we put words to visual cues right because we have all our senses so we know what a computer looks like and i can mm. close my eyes and you can say computer and i can see ten thousand variations of a computer and i could probably build my own crazy looking computer out of my imagination because i've seen it yes. so it comes down to that too like like with uh just doing like these type of accessibility games i think are almost impossible for people with all the senses to even make just because we haven't experienced it you know, I do not know life without vision, right? So it's like, how do I create something for someone who has never seen anything, right? Yeah, right. no, that's that's a really it's, interesting it's a tough thing to actually do. Well, uh, th- that's the thing. I mean, if you're missing a sense, I guess the point that I'm getting at is that if you're missing a sense, you really have to place extra emphasis on the other senses to see what you can get out of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, like force feedback is something that would be really important. If you could see, you know what I mean? Well, Brett, I think that, I think that with your point, the, the answer to that dilemma is to get people who are blind and are deaf 
into game development, right? Because yeah. if well, there, if, now we're getting into inclusivity with in the industry, and that's a whole other bag of worms. Yeah, but I think I think that the two kind of go hand in hand because yeah, you can't make accessible games if you don't have someone behind the scenes who yeah. knows who knows like what it's like and, and how to make the best experience for someone who's yeah. deaf or blind or anything. If we, right? if we were to make a game for obviously like say someone who's blind, we'd have to have a lot of focus groups mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just listen to them and their experiences. And even like, like playing like I don't even know what's out there for people who can't see like game wise. I have no clue what is in their universe. Like I, obviously Braille, but like, how is that being transferred onto mobile devices? And yeah. even in console, there's no Braille on my game controllers, right? Like, there's nothing. So it's kind of like, well, how are they playing? So well, I mean, that out. you know, a keyboard. Computer. My keyboard has no Braille on it. So no, but I mean, yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, at their keyboard. If you get at it, oh well, yeah, I, I never <laughs> look at my keyboard. It's like four, almost 40 years of typing, but. But yeah, it's like we have to sit there and go through their experiences and be like, okay, now I know how you live. And it's like, how do I make a game specifically for you? And it's a lot of work and it's a lot of money. And that's probably another reason why we don't see too much much of this being tackled. And then it's also like, okay, if we got to get down to the dollars and cents, it's like how many blind people even play games? What's my percentage I'm going to get back on making this game? You know? Well, yeah. And I mean, that's where like, I'm surprised that there's no sort of like, like government funding or anything for, for, yeah. yeah, Because like that, that seems like a perfect thing for them to, to I would love to do it. Like, I think it would just be fun to try it. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I like I liked making games for kids and kids were like and how they learn is totally crazy, right? And it's just mm. like, well, this would be a new interesting thing to do is like let's figure out how to make a cool game for someone who's blind, right? And then go from there. Because mm. there's so much. There's tons. Well, I mean, there's definitely been a lot of advancements sonically in terms of uh, you know, that would really help obviously. I think if if like I said, placing like, emphasis on the other senses, sonically, yeah. um, force feedback anything that can that can yeah. simulate touch or impact or anything like that yeah. but sonically they have like you know waves just came out with their 3d audio engines uh, yeah. the ambisonics thing which basically like creates like a sphere around your head with multiple points and you can mm. use you know reverb lengths and yeah. an eq to simulate you know um matter that sound is traveling through and phase yeah. to simulate if it's coming from behind or, right. or, or above or whatever and all of these different things that's and all was, of oh, all okay. of that kind of stuff, you know, like a really immersive audio experience, yeah, helps, and not just in stereo, like binaural, mm-hmm. be able to hear everything around, behind, on top, with but like the just the, like just okay, because they For, hear way. Somebody who's blind is going to hear way better than than we ever did. I mean, have you guys ever checked out the echolocating kid? No, there's no. This, there's this clip on YouTube. It's this young, this young kid who actually he clicks with his. Uh, mouth, mm-hmm. and he hears. I mean, it's it's a rough skill that he, that he had at the time, this was years ago now. But he could tell uh, if there was big objects in his way just by oh. clicking and hearing the, the the bounce back of of the sound back into. So his he's ears. daredevil. Yeah, it's it's, it's an echo locator. It's amazing. Thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so well, I just wanted to ask, like all that shit that you just mentioned for audio there, like how how much would that actually cost to do? 
Like, if we were making an experience, like, how much would that actually, like, time, money, like, it sounds like it's a lot of work to put that kind of an experience together. Well, the people who are doing it now, I think, are trying to make it more cost-effective. Like, the, mm-hmm. the Waves 3D thing and the guys who are working on Ambisonics, I think that, that that's their goal is to kind of get that part of the game together and make it cost-effective for developers and people to use. Mm. Um, and I think that would be a huge part in in getting um again that's just one disability right mm-hmm. so you'd have to yeah. you're, you're right like i mean you'd be segmenting your population of people playing your game quite a bit yeah. so you'd have to try i mean the thing is though is that an audio game and a really deep audio experience can be enjoyed by sighted people too yeah that's what i was thinking like i don't, I don't know about you guys but i would be so curious to know what that experience would be like you know so i don't think it is just like picking a very tiny audience that's going to play your game. I think that I think that people would want to try it, you know? I think people would like to try it too. Yeah, if you close your eyes, just I mean, there there is no more powerful computer than what you can you can dream up in your in your mind. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had we've all had dreams. That's the that's like the yeah. best video game ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the best uh, graphics and the most messed up storylines. <laughs> even in like Devin's like uh Example was Overwatch, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's I, I've if if you haven't played that game without headphones on, it's two different audio experiences I've noticed. Because like I pick up a lot more of like footsteps, and each character has a different footstep, so I know who's coming after me. And mm-hmm. they have louder footsteps are the ones that are going to hurt you more. And it's like an interesting audio experience that they kind of put there mm-hmm. but like it's like no way someone who's blind could play that game right like you just yeah can't. of course of course so there's not enough audio cues in there for them to play it but like what they did it worked for me with my eyes it augments it for people who are yeah excited. and like it, it's it's really good they, they did really good audio in that game actually i was quite surprised once i put the headphones on because like when you're just playing it through your basic speakers it's just like a wall of noise but then when the headphones were on it was just like oh this it totally sounds way better so mm, yeah i bet playing it in like 7.1 would be pretty mm, amazing yeah i should yeah i need to get some new headphones for that yeah but yeah like i i yeah i wouldn't mind making a game for the blind that should be interesting yeah i, I mean I, I like um jake's point about you know it'd be awesome if there was some blind couple blind devs that would be interested in creating games i've yet to meet one yeah at all like period it's a pretty yeah that's the thing like i'm i'm, I'm at a lot of events and they don't show up because it's like it's not catered to them yet you know there's nothing yeah. for them yeah so exactly. well i like, mean I, and i'm pretty sure i'm you can almost guarantee someone out there wants to do it like make totally. make them it's yeah. Well, you can get, you definitely guarantee that there's someone out there for everything. Like I was watching up, I was listening to Bill Burr podcast, and he was talking about this one girl who did a TED talk, mm. and she uh, she lost the use of her legs, and then she had to. Um, she was so excited to get into a wheelchair so that she could just feel the wind in her face and just like go down the road and just be happy, mm. just mobile, oh, wow. right? Wow. But then at the same time you're going well yeah that's i mean that's pretty common unfortunately but people get into wheelchairs and they're wheelchair bound and, and whatever and she she took it a step further and started um deep sea diving wow. not deep sorry not deep sea diving but oh. going going diving with yeah. her wheelchair right and then like a oh. couple of jets mm. and and just swimming with her arms in her wheelchair 
And it's just like, there's, you know, that's a disability that she just kind of like, she just felt, you know, with the relative sort of weightlessness of water, that she could have even more mobility, you know? And, uh, you know, she went after that goal. And I think that there's, there's, uh, there probably are already quite a few sort of, um, you know, visually impaired or, you know, um, deaf people trying to create sort of interactive experiences for other people like them, you know? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's niche at, the, at, at this point in time. Like, yeah, cool to check out. Have you guys ever heard of Tommy Edison, the Tommy Edison experience? No, he has, no. Uh, he has a YouTube channel. You've probably run across some of his stuff. Um, but he's a blind guy and people ask him questions and it's really cool. Like there's one word like, with him. Oh yeah. What colors are like, yeah, yeah. I do know this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And can blind people draw? That's a pretty good one where it's like, they'll ask him to draw certain things and, and, you know, he does not have that mental picture the blind mm-hmm. since birth, I believe. Um, but he doesn't have that mental picture. So he, he goes in and draws what a car looks like. And it's just like, you know, pretty interesting to see what it looks like in his, in his mind, you know, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. The Tommy Edison experience. Just take a look for that right now. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of stuff. Least favorite things to touch favorite music. Um, yeah, I think, I think I saw the video of him explaining colors and what colors were to him. And it was just like really interesting. Cause he's like, like to us, he's so off the mark, but to him, it's like, that's what he sees color as, right? That's what he imagines color to be. Well, and he's, he's, he's a really charismatic guy too. Like yeah, he's, a, he's hilarious. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's funny. And there's one called do blind people understand vision. And that's like, you know, sighted people trying to make a game for a blind person. I mean, we can't, we, we just can't fundamentally understand what, what that's, that's like at all. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be interested to watch that. Do blind people understand vision one? Because I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm subscribing to this channel. I, I'm going to be consuming all of this. Yeah. He's answering questions that I've always wondered. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it, you know, in, in the in the most basic sense, you'd really have to rely on the senses that they do have to to transmit that experience because the only yeah. way to get an experience is through. That's it. Me and Devin, we're going to make a game. That's it. We're going to do it. We're going to make a game for the blind. Cool. Do it. Huh. Do I want to. I got to. I have to figure this out. It just seems like. Oh man, it'd be an interesting challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, like the I first like thing that challenge. comes to mind for me is like tactile games that you can do with your hands. Yeah. You know, not not necessarily sort of digital experience. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Cool. Maybe there's like a whole new like control system that can come out. Like maybe we're thinking just too traditional with this. Hmm. It's time to create. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that was uh, at least somewhat uh, um, interesting. It's, it's such a deep. <laughs> It's a deep topic, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a deep well to go down with this. Like, there's so many aspects to it. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just talking about blind people, right? Now we, we can even go into, like, different disabilities and all kinds of stuff. Like mental, we, different mental disabilities, yeah. different, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously deafness yeah. as well. Yeah. But, like, no one's making these experiences right now, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, did I just get a Pokemon? Oh, snap. All right, that's the segue into Pokemon Go. Oh. Sleep, sleep, sleeping? I'm, I'm still here. 
<laughs> a wild rhinehorn has appeared. Oh snap! Okay. So, uh, I thought it was only in the states. So what's there's there's workarounds. Yeah, yeah you do know what you're doing. You yeah, there's, in Canada. Yeah, there's workarounds to get in Canada. Which on I'm really hoping iOS, that it like, doesn't. Re- what were we saying, Steve? On iOS, you just have to log into like a, a New Zealand or Australia app account. Oh, App Store account, and then you just download it to your phone, and then just sign out and sign back into <coughs> to your normal one. That's okay. it. So they have um, Pokemon to catch, and in, in, uh, I guess all over the world, that doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm about to ca- catch a Ghastly. <laughs> I wonder how does that like so? How does it work? I know that it, it does depend geographically where you are, what kind of Pokemon are going to pop up. I I don't think so. Well, like, right now, all I've been catching all kinds of different Pokemon. Maybe that's that's a maybe that's because um, we are you are using it out of country because I know that uh, like I watched the, the Nintendo Treehouse thing on the Pokemon Go, and they were saying specifically like if you live by water, you're going to find more water Pokemon. If you live like in the plains, you're going to find more. Of, yeah, of, like I don't live right near water, and I found some water type already like right outside my house. Oh like, yeah, but you're you're in Hamilton, like you're right by the the lake. You definitely. Yeah, <laughs> you don't live like a step away from water, but you live like a fifteen-minute walk away from water. Yo, Hamilton is like the best geographical location right now for Pokemon Go because like we have everything here. We have mountain, we have water, we have grass. <laughs> it's like perfect. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get it all. Oh, I'm getting it all. <laughs> what level are you now, Brett? Uh, six. Yeah, same. So have you guys seen any, like, I don't really know that much about Pokemon, but it's... It's hilarious. Okay, let me just say this. I slow down. I walk a lot in Mm -hmm. my city, and ever since Pokemon Go has come out, there's more humans on the sidewalk than ever before. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Like, I was walking from my place to Tim Hortons to get picked up to go to the club, and on my route, usually there's no one ever outside, and this is like 7.30... No, I left my place at 8 o'clock at night. So usually Hamilton, a little chill at that time of day. I saw a couple walking right near a point where I was going. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then there was like four people in the park uh, just sitting there with uh, – they had a – they dropped one of the uh, lure things. And they were just sitting there in the park just capturing Pokemon. And <laughs> I know for a fact they were playing for playing Pokemon because like, I walked over to their spot. And I'm like, yep, just grabbing some Pokemon and left. And it, like I've just been noticing tons of people in my city playing it. Like, and it's, it's really interesting because it's a lot of couples are playing. Like you just see boyfriend, girlfriend or same sex, whatever. Uh all playing it and it's hilarious because like I know they're playing it because these people are never on these streets before and <laughs> I'm really uh, like I think I know who my rivals are on Team Yellow that are in my area so it's just like this, it's this, it's really weird because there's more people outside playing right now and uh, that's pretty like, awesome it's really yeah, even, even, bringing people even together Pam, Pam wants to play it she doesn't like she's just like we're like chilling one day she's like you want to go outside and go catch some Pokemon I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Let's do this. So then we go for like an hour walk just to go and catch Pokemon, you know? Like, I think Nintendo's going to cure obesity. Like, they should get a Nobel Prize right now. That's cool, It's man. crazy how many people are out there just playing. And that's in a country where it's not officially released yet. Yeah, exactly. Like, once so, it's officially released, you'd think people are going to, like, that's going to get crazier. Even more. Yeah. 
And it's pretty neat. Like I just, I think it's a, it's I've, I've always wanted this. So. so, as someone who doesn't play Pokemon Go yet, and as someone who doesn't really care about Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. what is the lo- how, like? What do you think the longevity of this is? Well, they only released the original starting Pokemon, so uh, 150. Okay. So there's definitely they. There's going to be so many more Pokemon to come, so it's it'll yeah. be forever. How many Pokemon are there right now? Uh, once the new, well, no, once the new game comes out, there's going to be like 800, I think. Yeah, but I think they're at like seven something right now. Yeah. Oh, so I bet you, you know, uh, as they get further on down the line, there's going to be some Pokemon where, you know, you have to go to very specific sort of regions to get like the most sort of high end. Well, yeah, because isn't that isn't that the only way that they're going to do like legendaries? Yeah, legendaries like, will be like that. It'll be like specific, so probably you'll have to go to like Young Dundas Square to get a legendary or something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. right. Top I don't afford that. <laughs> That's well, yeah, cool. and you know, there's going to be one rich dude who's just going to travel the world and literally get all the Pokemon, all the legendaries and stuff. No, because because you can just like probably like affect your like hack your GPS or something and like pretend like you're all over the world. That's probably how the rich guys going to do that. <laughs> I hope they don't. That would, I'm that pretty would. sure that I'm pretty sure that people have already figured out how to do that. Mm-hmm. That's lame. I hope they do something to prevent that because that's stupid. Well, it's just like like the only things you do in Pokemon Go is walk around and catch Pokemon. So if you get rid of the walking part, so you can't fight, you can't. You can you battle. Can't. Uh, you can battle gyms. I haven't been strong enough yet to to fight one. Oh yeah, I didn't no. know that. There's like there's random gyms everywhere, <clears throat> and you can kind of take it over and, and put your your Pokemon in there and then defend it and stuff. And Oh, that's cool. I guess if that gym is owned by someone on the same team as you, you can, like, also put your Pokemon in there. But every time I check, my highest dude is, like, 300-something power. And every time I check a gym, it's, like, like five or six or 700. So mm. I haven't been able to, to play or to battle a gym. But, that's cool though I didn't know that but with Brett with what Brett's saying and, and the couples like Heather and I have been going on more walks lately <laughs> totally. yo I'm up to like 11k a day right now just cause of Pokemon like I'm walking everywhere to catch these damn things <laughs> it's just ridiculous that's awesome we and like we've been taking the dog with us too so the dog's like happy cause mm. all, all, of gonna, walk, all of a sudden her walking time is like quadrupled yeah. <laughs> I was gonna point that out too cause like I've noticed people who are playing it are out there with their dogs and it's just like these dogs are probably like so freaking happy right now cause of Pokemon Go <laughs> like dog dog walk time is quadrupled like <laughs> it's like yeah why go outside now now you can take a dog with you and go catch Pokemon uh, we should wrap this up. Cool. Um, Steve wants to sleep. Okay. Oh, well, I can just, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or it's Pokemon Go time. No, we'll, we'll talk more later. How about that? <laughs> uh, if you want to follow Brett and all his adventures, you can do so on Twitter at Brett Meeser, at Game Dev Drinks, at Heart Circle, at TV Smoke. Yeah, um, sounds good. Oh, wait, we got to get Tweet of the, tweet of the Day. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Tweet of the day. Tweet one of Jake's tweets. Tweet of yeah, read one of my tweets. My tweets aren't interesting. What are you talking about? Dan neither neither are mine. They, they just do this to make fun of me. It's, it's not a form of bullying at all. 
It's you do tweet the most random stuff though. What's a Whoa. what's an uh, a nickel Harper? Nickel Harper? Nickel Harper. Nickel Harper? Yeah. I've always wanted a Swedish nickel Harper. He hashtagged it for all the other people that are gonna talk about. <laughs> hey, there's a big nickel Harper community out there. My spirit instrument, if there is such a thing. Brett, is there such a thing as a spirit instrument? Uh yep. Right. Yeah, it's a Swedish nickel harpa. It depends where you're from, but yeah, Matt Miller, he cares. He tweeted me back, pretty cool. Uh, what was it? It was uh, like a portable organ, which looks pretty badass. Why don't you get yourself a nickel harper? They're really hard to get a hold of. You so have you to order them custom from Sweden. Let's do it. And you have to pay in kroner. <laughs> I've done do the research. <laughs> I'm waiting for the the kroner to CAD to, to be more uh, acceptable. Why don't we just go to Sweden? You can probably find one in like their like like their version of Value Village. Probably yeah. has like ten thousand of them. Oh, yo! And imagine the Pokemon <laughs> we can get in Sweden. Oh, dude! Let's go. Yeah, uh, time to catch them all. Yeah. <laughs> Toronto Game Dev's uh, road trip. Yeah, let's go catch Pokemon. Uh, if you want to follow Jake, you can do so at Jake Bunno and jakebunno.ca and uh, check out um, the album whose name is jakebunno.bankcamp.com. Oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of the album again? Polygon. 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 Um, Polygon. Polygon. I'm down with it. Um, thanks, everyone. Cool. Oh, yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>